Hi guys, welcome to the Unsolved Australia mini-sodes. Thank you for joining me in my endeavour to bring awareness to people who are missing and cases that haven't been solved. This is Harry from the True Crime Sisters. If there's anywhere a child should feel safe, it's tucked up in their bed at night as they sleep soundly. As a parent, we finally relax at the end of the day, knowing exactly where our child is and expecting to see them the next morning, full of beans as we groggily make our morning coffee. It is so rare for a child to be taken from their bed as they sleep, and even more rare still for this to end up being a stranger abduction. Today's case is about as terrifying as it comes for a parent. It is a thought that rises from the darkest parts of my mind, only to be quickly pushed back down. The thought that you could put your child to bed at night and find that bed empty in the morning with your most precious cargo nowhere to be found. This is what happened to the Wallage family back in 1976. Eloise Wallage was an eight-year-old girl who went missing from her home in Beaumaris, Victoria on January 12, 1976. To this day, the case has still not been solved and is considered a cold case. That's 41 years that her family has not had answers. Eloise was a beautiful girl with blonde hair and brown eyes. According to her family, she was shy, very intelligent and also very creative, just like her mother, who was an art teacher. Eloise attended Beaumaris Primary School and she was just about to enter grade four. Her family consisted of her mother Patsy, her dad Lindsay who was an academic and a lecturer and she also had a younger sister Anna and a brother Blake. As previously stated the family lived in Beaumaris which is about 20 kilometres from the city of Melbourne and is a fairly affluent bayside suburb these days. Scott Street, where the Wallage family lived at the time, was a close-knit community where children played together in the streets and everyone knew each other. At the time that Eloise disappeared, her parents, Patsy and Lindsay, were having some problems in their marriage and were on the verge of divorce. They had drifted apart over the years and there was talk of separation, with Lindsay Wallage making contact with real estate agents about potential rental properties. Not long before Eloise disappeared, The parents broke the news to the kids that they were going to separate, and the children appeared to take this news well. According to reports, Lindsay was supposed to have left the house by Patsy's 33rd birthday. However, he hadn't, and she made her statement by attending her birthday party without him. This gives us some insight into the state of the marriage. On the day that Eloise disappeared, Lindsay had rescheduled an appointment that he had with the real estate agent for the next day. That evening was similar to others. Patsy worked on some sewing while Lindsay played Monopoly with the kids. Patsy then headed off to her jazz ballet class as she did each week. Reportedly, Lindsay was drinking quite heavily that night. At 9.15pm, Eloise left her bedroom from where she had been trying to get to sleep to get a glass of milk. She then went in to see her dad and sat with him. They talked a little bit more about the divorce. Eloise went back to bed at 10pm after their chat At that time, she was wearing yellow pyjamas, which said rock and roll on them. Lindsay reportedly fell asleep on the couch. On Patsy's way home from her dancing class, she dropped into her neighbour across the road's house to show her a dress she had been sewing. By the time she got home, it was 10.30pm. She noted that the outside porch light was off, the screen door was shut and the front door was wide open. She also noted that it was not overly hot at the time. However, she did not remember to shut the door once she had entered the house and gotten settled. She also noted that Lindsay was asleep in the TV room. 
At 11pm, she took some washing into Anna and Blake's rooms and went into Aloise's room to give her a kiss goodnight. This was the last time that Patsy saw her daughter. At approximately 11.40pm, Lindsay woke up from his nap in the lounge, turned the TV off and went to bed. According to his account, he went in to check on the children before he went to bed. Patsy said this was unusual for him. I did have a quick thought that maybe he did this because he was feeling sentimental about the upcoming divorce and knowing that he wouldn't see his children as much. Um, that's just speculation on my part, but I just it was just a thought that crossed my mind that I thought might be worth adding just because I personally don't think that makes him completely guilty for doing something a little out of the ordinary at such a trying time. Lindsay also did not shut the front door because according to his statement, he didn't know that it was open. According to Patsy, the hallway light was usually turned off by the last parent to go to bed, but Lindsay didn't turn it off that night. At 4.45am, Patsy got up to go to the toilet and she noted that the hallway light was off. In Lindsay's original statement about the disappearance, he states that he woke up at 6.30am, went into the kitchen to get a drink and went out to grab the milk and paper. He noticed that Eloise's bedroom door was shut and then he went back to bed to read the paper. At around 7.30am, Anna and Blake entered their parents' room and Blake told his mother that Aloise was not in her room. Patsy got up to look for Aloise but couldn't find her. Lindsay joined her and they quickly noticed that her bedroom curtain was pulled to one side, the flywire on the window was cut and the window was wound open to 38 centimetres, the widest it could go. The police were called and according to them when they spoke to Lindsay, he sounded unemotional and said that there was a break-in and the only thing missing was his daughter. He told police that his wife was the last person to see Aloise, not mentioning that he had checked on her at that point. Patsy also stated that it was unusual for Lindsay to have gone to get the paper himself, as he usually would have sent one of the children to get it. According to Lindsay, the front door was shut when he went to fetch the paper. As you can probably guess, Eloise's mother Patsy had her suspicions at the time that maybe Lindsay was hiding Eloise somewhere because of the divorce and he didn't want to have to move out. When police spoke to Eloise's little brother Blake, he stated that he had heard someone in Eloise's room the night before. He said he heard their footsteps crackling on the floor, which had seagrass floor coverings on it. He was too scared to do anything else because he thought something bad might happen to him. For the time, the search efforts were huge. There were 250 police officers, search and rescue, and the dog squad all searching the area for three weeks. They found nothing. Police suspected that the cut in the fly screen in the bedroom was made from inside the house. They thought this might be a red herring rather than a true entry or exit point for an intruder, as the whole cut was not large enough for someone to squeeze through without making a heap of noise and giving themselves away. The unlocked and potentially open front door was thought to be a more likely entry and exit point. The parents were asked by police to delay their separation to keep the public on side, as in the 70s, divorce was frowned upon more so than it is these days. Apparently, there was approximately 200 reports of strange incidents in the area on the 12th of January, the night Eloise went missing. At 10pm, a neighbour, Wayne Cheeseman, heard what he thought was a prowler outside his house. The next morning, he found that his tool shed had been robbed and some of the items were left outside on the nature strip. At 10.30pm, another neighbour reported seeing a car slowly travelling down Scott Street with their headlights off. The car was reportedly a dark green Holden station wagon. Another neighbour also reported seeing a similar car parked near the Wallage house. At midnight, 
a woman was out the front of her house on Scott Street when she saw a young man walking along the fence line of the Wallages' house. She reported that he made her feel very uncomfortable. Also around midnight, a neighbour was driving along Scott Street when she saw a young man run in front of her car and jump over the fence into the Wallages' property. At 2am, a neighbour heard a child cry out and a car door slam. This statement was supported by another neighbour, who also heard a car door slam at around the same time. Initially, both parents were treated as suspects, but more so Lindsay, due to his cold demeanour and inconsistent statements. But with all the reports of prowlers in the area, there were also strong suspicions that a stranger may have taken Eloise. The parents were actually hypnotised to see if more information could be gathered from them, but nothing came of it. Eventually... Years later, in 2002, Lindsay was given a lie detector test, which he had been requesting for years, but it was inconclusive. Unfortunately, Lindsay Wallage died earlier this year, not knowing what happened to his daughter, or, if he did, taking it to the grave. The police noted at this time that it didn't look like there was a struggle in the room, so they assumed Eloise was lured out of her room, most likely by someone she was comfortable with. Her parents point out emphatically that Eloise was very shy and wouldn't go with someone she didn't know. More recently, two more suspects have come to light in Eloise's disappearance. There was a convicted child molester that knew the family through an amateur theatre group in Beaumaris. Additionally, a convicted child molester also worked at the local milk bar. Not much more information about these suspects has been released at this stage. According to Mum Patsy, the family has found their own form of closure. Sadly, Blake, Eloise's brother, died after being hit by a car in 1998. Sister Anna has gone on to have three children and is the last sibling left of the three Wallage children. The case is cold at this point, but that doesn't mean that it can't be solved. If a stranger was involved in Eloise's disappearance, they may have told someone what happened. Or maybe someone remembers thinking that a loved one was acting strangely the days after Eloise went missing. As we so often say on this show, over time relationships change and break down, alliances shift and friendships disintegrate. Can you help this family find the truth of what happened to little Eloise Wallage? If you have any information that could assist police to reopen and solve this case, please call Crime Stoppers on 1800 000. That's 1-800-333-000. Thank you for listening to today's mini-sode. My thoughts go out to Aloise's family and I hope they're able to eventually receive the answers they so deserve. Thank you.